You're listening to The Green Country, a fantasy storytelling podcast where each episode introduces a new character, creature, or facet of this fantastical land. These stories follow the course of Queen Alyssa's centennial tour of her kingdom. Every 100 years, the long-lived monarch travels throughout her overgrown forest realm, meeting its inhabitants and seeing its sights. Join me each week as we explore a new and fascinating aspect of this lush, expansive world. You can learn more at www.thegreen.country, and I invite you to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Thanks for listening. Ness and the Keep of the Krellian Part 3 Having known Fortune's favor countless times before, Ness was only mildly surprised to find herself alive when she regained consciousness. She lay on a shore of small, smooth pebbles, and as she blinked her eyes, she realized that an immense cavern spanned high overhead. Water lapped at her bare feet, and she mustered her strength and pushed up onto her elbows to look at her surroundings. In the dark waters of the subterranean lake, there danced a dusky golden radiance that filled the vast space with a gentle glow. Slowly, she got to her feet, head still reeling from the violence of her whirlpool journey, and she turned to behold the source of illumination. There, standing above her on a massive outcropping, stood an incredible golden structure. The stout tower soared above her hundreds of feet, its surface a perfect smoothness of polished gold, the keep of the Krellian. A beacon stood adjacent to the keep, casting out a strange and beautiful luminescence that lit the cavern. Save for the sound of the lake's gentle waves, the space was strangely silent. Ness checked her person and found that by luck her dagger had not been swept away when the whirlpool dragged her down. This item alone was all she carried. Her eyes scanned the base of the tower, seeking to find some entrance into the building, though she could see nothing from her present spot. She made her way along the shore until she eventually came to a place where she could climb up the massive stone which formed the base of the keep. Soon she stood atop the stony platform, and she strode to the great golden wall of the structure and could not help but place her hands on it. The metal was warm to the touch and pulsed with a strange energy, and as she felt its rhythm, Ness realized that the great beacon light above too throbbed with the same cadence. A wary feeling was dawning on her. The intense quietude of the place made her feel exposed and obvious. She cast her eyes to look up at the wide golden wall, and far above she saw a series of narrow windows were set into its seamless surface. She could only imagine whose eyes might chance to look out of those portals, and so she hastened to find an entrance. As she rounded the tower, she came to the opposite side, where a golden bridge adjoined a smaller parallel tower. Her practiced eyes slowly made their way over the surface of the bridge and building, seeking some route that would lead her inside yet she saw no way to mount the perfect, confounding surface of the tower. At that moment, a faint sound trickled down to Ness. 
Someone was on the bridge above. Silently, she crept around until she was centered beneath the golden bridge, hidden in its shadow. Footfalls sounded above her, measured and slow, moving from the smaller tower to the keep. She resisted the urge to step from the shadow of the bridge and try and steal a glance at the mysterious occupant who passed above. Legends of the Krellians spoke of their mastery in the magical arts, and Ness knew better than to risk a meeting with such a person. She waited there in the shadow, pressed to the wall of the keep, until she heard the closing of heavy doors, and was satisfied they would not re-emerge. No rope, no grappling hook, no hidden entrance to be found. Her progress was utterly obstructed. Ness leaned against the wall of the keep and then came to sit. She was fatigued from the ordeal that had delivered her to this strange place, and standing wouldn't help her think any better. The odd warmth of the keep's golden wall warmed her through her still damp clothes. She laughed inwardly, considering the incredible wealth that made up the golden wall to her back, and that even the greatest thief couldn't make off with something of its vast size. Her head tilted back and came to rest on the luminous surface of the tower. Mind empty, Ness found herself at an impasse. She let her gaze wander over the smaller tower which faced her. Its strange shape and ornamentation spoke of a culture that had long ago vanished from the earth. If only Narshal were here, she thought to herself wryly. The chance to see a vanished culture come to life. The bookworm would be beside himself. As if summoned by her thought, there was a sudden rumbling in the cavern, and Ness leaped silently to her feet. It took her a moment to locate the source of the sound. The waters of the lake, which had been tranquil only moments before, had begun to shudder and froth. Craning forward, she could spy the massive stony segments of the skyworm, passing quickly below the water's surface. The dog had returned to its master's home. Ness braced herself against the tower, hoping to remain hidden as she surveyed the transit of her foe. She expected the undine serpent to burst through the surface of the water at any moment, but it stayed its course, heading unhaltingly towards the keep. Ness's trepidation turned to curiosity as she saw the first of its segments pass below the rocky bulk of the island where the tower was perched. Soon it had disappeared completely beneath the stone. Either the serpent has a doggy door back into the keep, or it's laying in wait below the waves of the lake, she considered. Then she sighed gently, for her clothes had only just dried, and she was once more about to get wet. Her bare feet deftly gripped the stony slope, and she made her way down to the water's edge. Silently, she slipped into the cool murk, leaving only a scant ripple. Below the surface of the water, the golden bastion of the Keep of the Krellian hung above her, a glowing giant casting illumination down into the depths. She squinted into the gloom and thought she could make out a series of natural pillars, on which stood the rock that formed the bedrock of the keep. 
It was conceivable there might be an entrance into the indomitable structure to be found below it. Having seen enough to formulate a rough trajectory, Ness determined it would be wise to indulge in a bit more air before attempting the dive. She was nearing the surface of the water and could make out the arching form of the tower bridge above her. Her lungs burning, she was about to break through into the open air when something stopped her. Movement on the bridge. She froze mid-stroke and let herself drift down once more into the murk. There, poised above on the bridge, she could make out a figure, gazing down into the waters. Ness could only hope she hadn't been sighted. She could make out few details, though two things were clear to Ness. Whoever they were, they were very tall, and their face shone like gold. Her heart pounded in her ears, and her vision swam. She needed air badly. At that moment, she saw through the ripples the stranger break from their lookout and continue along the bridge. With slow strokes, she carried herself until she was beneath the bridge's shadow, where she resurfaced, gasping as silently as she could manage. The Krellian! It had to have been one of them, thought Ness. Her heart was still pounding furiously, and the spirit of adventuresque was once more roused within her. Taking an enormous gulp of air, she plunged down into the dark waters, intent on entering the keep. Her surveying had proved accurate, and her course took her winding between a number of massive underwater columns which supported the island. Even in the dusky water, she could make out intricate carvings on their surface. They were not natural after all, their sheer scale was astounding, and Ness continued on towards the center. Flickering lights bloomed across the surface above her, and she could make out a myriad of illuminated openings. Her aching lungs urged her towards the surface, and in a near panic, Ness swam to the nearest of these outlets. She burst through into the air and cast her gaze around as she drew in deep, ragged breaths, feverishly trying to ascertain any immediate threats. But the air around her was warm and still, and only the gentle sounds of dripping water could be heard. She was inside. The portal had opened up into a low chamber that shone with the light of a strange prism set into the wall. She pulled herself from the water and lay on the flagstones for a time, breathing, until the fire in her lungs had diminished. The room she found herself in pulsed with a strange warmth. The floor and walls were finely wrought from a red stone, ruddy and smooth, and every surface spoke of incredible precision and an ancient provenance. Ness had explored countless ruins in her career as a treasure hunter, yet none had hummed with such life, such potency, as the keep of the Krellian. With reverent wonder, she stood and proceeded down the passageway before her. A narrow stair mounted there, and she began to climb it, admiring the decorative arches that adorned the walls on either side of her. Absently, her hand reached out to touch the carved stone, as though by this contact she might understand the will of its maker. 
Where the pads of her fingers touched the red stone, there bloomed a faint glow that faded moments later. The stairway carried on upwards for what Ness presumed were many floors, where it opened into a blinding point of light. Her senses were exhilarated by the surroundings, and she felt no weariness as she climbed. The walls around her changed in their construction as she continued, some having windows and openings hewn into them. Stopping to gaze through one of these portals, she beheld a vast latticework of stairways, platforms, and many other things which she could not name. They were all held aloft by their ingenious construction, which seemed magical in and of itself. Soon she had nearly reached the top of the stair, and she drew in a deep breath, her heart racing. She listened carefully for a moment, and detecting no threats, stepped forward into the light. Her breath caught as she took in the space before her. She stood on a high, curved walkway set against the interior of the keep's golden wall. Above her rose the immense golden dome of the keep. Light from a million prisms illuminated the space with dazzling brilliance, and Ness couldn't help but step forward to the low wall at the walkway's edge and gaze over, down into the open interior of the keep. Countless stairways and promenades crisscrossed one another with beautiful symmetry and balance. Intelligence and grandeur were woven into every stone of the place's construction, and for a time Ness could only gaze in wonder at all that lay before her. Then her eyes traced down to the floor of the keep, where at its center there lay a vast pool of azure water, so blue Ness thought for a moment it reflected a summer's sky. It was utterly perfect in its circularity, and below the surface of its blueness were nestled row within row of ovoid stone forms. The space was so immense she could hardly know where to begin her explorations. The sight of the strange pool had captured her attention, and she felt it warranted further reconnaissance. Looking forward on the walkway where she stood, she spied a stairway leading downwards and made her way in its direction. All the time she walked, her eyes were alert, scanning the enormity of the interior for any hint of movement, any golden watchers who might guard the lustrous citadel. She saw no signs of life, yet traveled on warily, recalling the strange metallic face of the guardian on the bridge. She began her descent of the stairs, intention fixed upon the pool below. For all the beauty and balance of the structure, navigating it proved to be a puzzle in itself. Stairways adjoined platforms, branching into further flights downward, and she found herself to be making slow progress. As she made her transit, her thoughts drifted to Narshal and Darshal, and she hoped her friends were all right, wherever they might be. Ness had seen the great sky serpent return, so perhaps they had eluded the sentinel once again. She reached a small landing, which once more diverged into two paths, and she stopped there a moment to rest and catch her breath. 
She was warm from her exertions, and the luminance of the space was bright and bewildering to her eyes. Behind the edge of her excitement crept a phantom of practical doubt. What was she hoping to find here? She had not spied a single item, relic, or artifact separate from the perfect wholeness of the Krellian's keep. But the doubt she dreaded to face, even more, was that she might never find a way out of the strange keep and hidden grotto where it stood. There was no way she could swim back up to the forest lake where she hoped her friends waited, even if she were to trace a path out. Faced with these dark thoughts, Ness chose to set them aside. Barefoot, armed with only a small dagger, and trapped in the legendary citadel of an ancient race of magicians, Ness reflected that this was probably the most epic quest in her career. A saying Darshal often repeated when circumstances were grim trickled through Ness's consciousness and granted her some ease. Trust the adventure. And with that, she selected one of the two stairways and continued on downwards. As she grew closer to the floor of the great keep, she could make out more details of the resplendent blue pool. Several hundred feet in diameter, it contained countless stone ovals set in an intricate pattern, not unlike the seeds in a sunflower blossom. Its purpose was as clear as mud to Ness, but she figured it was highly magical and of great importance. She thought back to the legends of the Krellian and the tale of their magical destiny. A truly primeval tribe of the Faesilf, they had perfected the arts of sorcery. Through their enchantments, they had bound their very souls to that perfect metal, gold. And so like gold, they did not rust, nor age, nor suffer the ravages of time, that patient and relentless force which eventually consumes all things. Upon the final realization of their mystical abilities, the Krellian had withdrawn from the world, into the hidden fastness where Ness now found herself. The reason for their departure was hotly debated, even to the present day. Some said they had disappeared in their great wisdom, knowing that their unmatched power could upset the balance of the world. Others surmised they had retreated in order to further practice their arcane arts, and had succeeded in opening doors to other worlds and distant realms. These stories drifted through Ness's mind as she set her feet on the floor of the chamber. She had reached the pool at last. She cast her gaze about, looking for any trace of the place's fabled occupants, and saw no one. Besides the strange hum of energy that suffused the place, it was utterly silent. She walked towards the pool, her eyes dancing over its tranquil surface, and she wondered at the strange, smooth stones that slept peacefully beneath the waters. Ness suddenly realized how thirsty she was, and knelt at the water's edge. Her hand broke the placid surface of the artificial lake, and she felt coolness enwrap her fingers. She drew her hand out to examine the water which beaded there. It appeared perfectly normal, and was strange in no way. Cautiously, she tasted a drop from her finger, 
and could discern no foreboding tastes nor impurities. Nessa's thirst outweighed her caution, and she scooped water into her hands and brought it to her lips, drinking deeply. It was clean and cold, and Ness felt its refreshment coursing through every fiber of her being. She scooped a second draught from the pool, and then a third, feeling ever revived as she drank. It was then she took a pause to examine the oblong stones which lay arranged below the waters of the great pool. They were longer than she was tall, and appeared carved from the very stone which formed the basin. Runes and symbols lay etched into their surface, seemingly a design unique to each one. Then Ness discerned something that had escaped her eye initially. Set into the top of each of these forms was a panel of hazy, crystalline material. She stood and leaned over the edge of the water, trying to make out the form that lay behind the translucent window. An electric shiver ran down Ness's spine as she discerned the features of a woman's face within the portal. She was utterly beautiful, ageless, with a countenance familiar, yet alien. Beneath the waters, Ness could see that her flawless skin glowed with the warm luster of gold. Her gaze drifted up to encompass all of the other stone sarcophagi that lay before her. Their number was impossible to discern, though Ness thought there must be thousands of the stone vessels. She traced around the edge of the pool, craning over to see the faces of other occupants near to her. Each was a different person, distinct in their appearance, yet similarly possessed the same expression of perfect peace, the same skin, which shone gently gold. Here the Krellians slept. Ness's mind reeled with the enormity of her discovery, and so occupied was she that when a firm hand fell upon her shoulder, she could not help but cry out in shock. She wheeled round, the assailant's hand still gripping her shoulder tightly, and she found herself looking into the emotionless visage of a strange golden mask, the watcher on the bridge. The aggressor towered over Ness and clamped a second golden claw onto her other arm, effectively containing her wild struggles. The strength of the person, if it could be called that, was incredible, and she could do nothing to combat its domination as she felt herself lifted off the ground. An unknowable awareness stared at her through two black slivers cut into the golden mask. She fought furiously with every fiber of her being, and managing to free one of her arms, flailed, and caught the edge of the attacker's visage. Wrenching hard, she cried out in her face-silf mother tongue, Let me go! Suddenly, she felt those golden claws release her, and she fell to the stone floor, clutching the golden mask in her hand. Slowly, fearfully, she raised her gaze to behold the one who stood before her. The golden giant now stood in a posture of attention, arms at its sides. 
a dark blue robe covered most of its form, and the fabric, though once opulent, bore the signs of long ages. Her eyes traced up to its unmasked face, and Ness saw no features, but instead a pit of swirling blackness, like that she had seen in the mouth of the sky serpent. Slowly, the golden guardian knelt by the pool's edge and touched several fingers to the water's surface. Ness stood guarded, though all intentions of malice seemed to have fled the metallic golem. A brief glow bloomed beneath its lustrous fingers, and before her eyes, Ness watched as the water transmuted into a facsimile of the mask she still held. The sentinel stood and then replaced its missing face, concealing the swirl of dark, void energy. Seeing this, Ness wondered momentarily about the nature of the water she had so recently imbibed, but dismissed the thought. The stranger stood still, facing her in a posture of attentive readiness. It seemed to have dropped her in response to her panicked command. Could it talk? Are they alive? asked Ness, once more speaking in Faisilf, and she gestured to the innumerable vessels that lay within the lake. In a tongue that spoke out of time, with words of ancient Faisilf, a silvery voice answered plainly, They sleep. Ness's skin blossomed with goose flesh at this ancient whisper. And when will they awake? She could not help but ask, and the guardian of the Krellians stood silent for a moment, apparently thinking. The words it spoke were lyrical, and though antiquated, Ness could discern their meaning. When the sky is sundered and darkness falls, shall they shine forth from these golden halls. Ness was never one much for prophecy, but she made a point to put this in her memory to share with Narshal, should she ever see him again. She took a seat on the smooth stone floor, and the keeper followed suit. There she sat, thinking of questions, then asking them to this custodian of the Krellian. After all, she mused, when will I have an opportunity like this again? What is the greatest treasure in all the green country? Who is Lord of the Krellian? What is the secret to your magic? There they sat for hours, and Ness learned many secrets, some incredible, some inconsequential, and countless others she would never fully understand. At last, she had reached a question whose answer she, in part, feared. Can you bring me to the surface of the lake? The guardian was quiet, but then it stood and said simply, Follow. They left the edge of the cerulean pool, and Ness cast a final glance at the beguiling face of the sleeping Krellian woman she had first seen. Ness allowed herself a final moment to wonder once more at the perfect beauty 
of she who might have been a queen, or a master sorceress, or something more even. Soon she was following the silent golden steps of her steward through winding tunnels of red stone, lit by starry prism lights. Down stairs and under archways they traveled until at last they reached a chamber similar to the one Ness had entered through. A watery portal was set into the floor at the end of the hallway. The formidable keeper of the Krellian's fortress outstretched its golden hand, and there in its palm began to grow a sphere. As if transmuted from its own golden flesh, the sphere began to grow until it stood as tall as Ness herself. It was insubstantial in nature, nearly translucent, with a sheen of gold rippling across its surface. With a smooth gesture, the guardian bade her enter the sphere. She stepped through, feeling a strange tingling where the skin of the bubble met with her skin. Standing within, she gazed at the golden overseer and marveled at its mystery. It raised its hand upwards and then cast it forward in a movement of command. The sphere raised into the air, supporting Ness as though she stood on solid ground, and moved towards the watery egress. Soon Ness was sinking into the water, though not a drop of it penetrated the strange barrier which had been summoned to protect her. The golden mask of the Krellian's sentry held her gaze as she disappeared beneath the waters, and soon she was speeding away passing through the forest of columns and under the subterranean lake. Clutched tightly in her hand was the golden mask, still radiating its ethereal warmth. Dark waters swirled around Ness as her magical bubble was carried forward by some unseen force. Turning back, she gazed up through the waters and could yet see the golden bulk of the keep of the Krellian, an eternal bastion hidden for all time. Then she was speeding through a watery cavern and could make out very little, for the light was very scarce. Gradually, her enchanted transport began to rise, and Ness's heart leapt as she saw she had returned to the valley lake where she and her companions had made camp. The golden orb broke through the surface of the water and danced towards the shore, leaving a trail of small whitecaps in its wake. Ness scanned the shoreline fervently, hoping to sight her friends, though she saw no one. Soon the orb touched down at the edge of the water, where waves lapped against small, smooth pebbles. She stepped from the unlikely craft, grateful to feel her bare feet on the familiar surface once more. As she broke through the membrane of the strange sphere, it crackled away into nothingness, leaving no trace. Ness walked up the shore, still searching nervously for her fellow adventurers. Narshal! Darshal! she called out as she walked. Her eyes alighted on the remnants of a tall pine tree, now burned to cinders. That had been a good distraction, she thought somewhat sadly. Evidence of the Sky Serpent's presence could be seen all around. Great gashes had been cleaved into the beach, 
boulders splintered, and trees crushed. It's me, Ness! I'm back! I made it! All was still. Then a movement caught Ness's eye. A slight shimmering in the air appeared from behind the fragments of a large boulder, and then she watched as the mirror cloth fell away, revealing a disbelieving Narshal and Darshal. Narshal's arm lay swaddled in a makeshift sling, and Darshal was covered with a great many bruises and lacerations. But all the same, their eyes alighted with joy to see their dear friend Ness return. Ness, too, felt immense gladness and gratitude swell in her heart as she raced forward to embrace her friends. "'Did you find it? The keep?' asked Narshal, after the three had released from a long hug. Ness held aloft the golden mask of the Krellian's guardian, and it seemed to glow with all of the secrets of their hidden keep. "'What do you think?' replied Ness cheekily. "'You see, brother, I told you she would do it,' chimed in Darshal, giving Ness a slap on the back. "'It was incredible,' started Ness, and the embers of excitement rekindled in her as she began to relate her adventure. Queen Alyssa stared at Ness, amazed at the story she had just heard. Only their waiter could say how many pints of ale they had consumed as Ness recounted the details of her exploits, and the sun had long disappeared from the sky. Ness grinned from cheek to cheek, satisfied to see how her retelling had captivated Alyssa. She reached into her knapsack, which lay beside her chair, and drew from it a bundle. She placed the swaddled item on the table with a dampened thunk and pushed it towards Alyssa. The queen met Ness's clever gaze, and gingerly Alyssa unwrapped the heavy object that lay within the folds of the fabric. The twinkling candlelight of the tavern caught on the curves and details of a resplendent golden mask, whose empty eyes looked back at her with a strange, wise gaze from beyond time. If you like what you just heard, be sure to visit www.thegreen.country for more great content, including beautiful illustrations, detailed character descriptions, and much more. The Green Country is also on Patreon, where a small monthly pledge will give you access to extra content, like an illustrated PDF of the story you just heard. Whether you back this project financially or simply share it with a friend, you can help this vibrant land continue to grow. Once more, that's www.thegreen.country. Thanks for listening!